What do you do when you're facing challenges to remember that God is all there is? How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Say Yes to Spirit. So glad you joined us today. As you probably know, if you're a regular listener, we get together and just ask ourselves that question. What does it mean to say yes to spirit? Am I willing to say yes to spirit? Why am I saying yes to spirit? (laughs) How do I know I'm saying yes to spirit? I guess that's really more than one question, huh? They all go together, though, don't they? Everything. It's just one big question. What does it mean to say yes to spirit? (laughs) And what it means to say yes to spirit in each one of our lives, because that could be a little different. Oh, there's an interesting ponder. That's probably true. I guess I always think that saying yes to spirit would always have kind of the same answer, but possibly not. If it always had the same answer, we would have nothing to talk about. It would be really boring, wouldn't it? Yes, true that. Well, no, we would have nothing to talk about. I mean, how often do we say yes to spirit differently? Yes, true that, true that. So your hosts on Say Yes to Spirit are me, Tracy, and... (laughs) Leslie. And... um, This week our theme is spiritual growth, spiritual growth. So we'll be talking about that for the next 55 minutes or so. 54 minutes and a half. 50 minutes after we subtract (laughs) our favorite time of the show. Which is? Connect the dots, yee and ha, yee ha. So whenever you hear this fabulous connected to <laughs> theme music, a little cuckoo clock at the end, the passive-aggressive Tracy Brown cuckoo know clock. that it is time for <laughs> Say Yes to Spirit. I mean, <laughs> for <laughs> And you know, we started doing this because I just think it's a fascinating thing to do to try to see how all things are connected. All things are one. All things are connected. And so to actually, you know, mentally make that kind of a little challenge to myself each week to connect the last week's um, topic, which was spiritual mind treatment. And we learned all about that. And spiritual growth, that's really quite simple because spiritual mind treatment would be a way that I have spiritual growth. But it's interesting, I think, that also part of that is um, when I think about what we talked about with the treatment, the five steps, and we kind of talked about how you can get uh, the first two and really do them thoroughly and certainly the first three and do them thoroughly and kind of let go of the last two. And I think for me, my spiritual growth has been in doing that very thing, taking concepts that I learned at different churches or workshops and then kind of, like you said, Tracy Brown and all your infinite wisdom, you know, making it my own, tailoring it to myself, saying yes to spirit in my own unique way. And um, that is what has made for spiritual growth for me. I think a lot of times I watch, in the past, I watched myself kind of, I had spirituality because I was going to church. I was, you know, practicing a certain kind of faith. 
but I don't know that I was growing spiritually because I really wasn't challenging that those thoughts. I really wasn't personalizing them. I wasn't making them my own, so I wasn't growing. I think that is deeply profound. Okay, there's my spiritually connected the dots. My spiritual connected dots. Something. <laughs> okay. Thanks for sharing your support. We just need to buckle our seatbelts because neither Leslie nor I are... Um, what what am I? Are you about to judge me how? No, neither <laughs> Leslie nor I are okay. able to express myself clearly this morning. So um, it is fairly clear. So we shall see what what develops, what grows. <laughs> there you go. Come from on now. The shaky start. So um, we're going to take oh. a little break, and um, we will be right back with say yes to spirit. that was making fun of me and you can't even punch the little tiny button to t- <laughs> No you I couldn't drinking? No, I couldn't talk at the very beginning. <laughs> you couldn't talk at the very beginning. I couldn't get it together at the very beginning. It's like okay, I don't know what it is today. And then you didn't connect the dots and couldn't close it. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. There and so is. it's uh-huh. like that's why I said Booker you'll see uh-huh. We don't know where this is going and you know, this might be the first time that we just end the show after 20 minutes. Oh, I will never okay, give that's up. Enough. I will never give up. Spiritual. She's looking at me. Well, well okay, you might only be hearing Leslie after 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but just kidding. Uh, that is part of what makes this show so fabulous because um we never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. And we simply say yes to spirit and allow spirit to tell us what to say and to help us get out of our own way. And all of a sudden we're going, where did the time go? I True just that. can't believe that we've, like, used our whole hour. True that. So this idea of spiritual growth, there is a little bit of a story. So the theme today was going to be, Fear, fear. Sounds just like spiritual growth. Well, they do lead us often, often to spiritual growth. But the theme is going to be fear or fears because um, I've been doing this series called Fears Be Gone. Fears Be Gone. And so I've been talking to all these people, all these licensed ministers and practitioners and. Um, inspirational speakers and you know, about how to get beyond fears. Your fears. Yes. 
And it's been fabulous. So every day I've been getting this dose, and and several of them, um, you know, just have different perspectives and different takes. So I thought, oh, that would be great to talk about because that's what's up for me right, right now, getting beyond. To share all that wisdom that you have been learning. And so I looked to see when was the last time we did a show, a Say Yes to Spirit segment on fears, and how many times have we done that topic? Because, you know, we've been doing the show for almost four years, and a lot of times we find there are topics. Well, we've done fear four times. Is that more than most? That's more than most. That we, we have a bit of a, a thing with fear. We've been dancing and with fear a, a lot. And um, we most recently did it, like, within the last six months. Oh, wow. And so within the last four months, actually. And so I thought, okay, it's too, too soon to do another show on fear. Um, and then exactly what you said went through my mind. Well, all the fear is doing is leading us into our next greatest yet to be, you know, and, and to grow more deeply. I was like, oh, growth, spiritual growth, we can do that. <laughs> See? <laughs> it all works. Yeah, but I, I just thought, how many, usually we say, when's the last time we did a topic? And we'll look, and it's like, oh, yeah, we did that once before. Three and a half years ago. Right, right. Oh, yeah, we should do that again. But this time it was like four times. And isn't that funny? Because when you said that, I said I thought to myself, well, we haven't done fear that often. Well, that's what I was <laughs> thinking, too. And well, I just need to talk a lot. Well, and we've done it twice fear. in the last year. In the last 11 months, we've done fear twice. And that hardly ever happens. So I'm almost, um, not almost, I'm tempted to go back and listen to the first you know, 10 or 15 minutes of both of those shows to see what was going on that made What was I into about? What, what was going on? <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Because, you know, sometimes we pick our topics based on what's going on in the world. Um, so they're not usually all about... I usually <laughs> had a feeling they were all about me, which leads me to my next story, which is all about me. I have a very interesting uh, real-time, real-time, I mean real-time, like seven minutes ago time, story about how I can uh, correlate fear and spiritual growth. Okay. I was coming to my friend Tracy Brown's house to do this show, and I was just a few you minutes late. You mean we don't do this show like in a professional Oh, did we want to give the illusion of that? <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> I think it's more fun if it's a mom and pop kind of thing, um, like from some tower in New York or something. Um Okay, so now you, you made me. So you were, you were on your way to your friend Tracy Brown's house to do the show, uh-huh. and I was running a little bit late, like I sometimes have a tendency to do. So I was driving a little bit fast, I suppose. The next thing I knew was lights flashing behind me. So uh, pull over to this nice police officer, and you know those of you who listen to the show know that I work at the Dallas County Jail, and sometimes every now and again I will throw that out just in case that's helpful at all. But. Sometimes it's helpful, sometimes it's not, so you just never know. But um, when he pulled me over, I just had this sense of, I mean, I, well, let me just think of it. Let me just say, I had sense of nothing. I didn't have a sense of, oh, I'm going to be late. Oh, I should text Tracy. Oh, I don't have the money to pay for this ticket. Oh, will he, you know, let me off? Oh, I mean, I had a sense of 
nothing. Like, oh, pre- the literal thought I had was, those are beautiful lights. They were so bright and blue, and I, that was my literal thought. And then I pulled over, and I thought, you know, it's starting to rain. I wasn't even like, I mean, it's weird. It's like I think perhaps I've taken some medication, I don't know it or something. I mean, it was that sort of out of character to how I normally handle Anything. <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. <laughs> you can stop your input. We know I can do that all by myself. I don't have to ask. I know. Poor Leslie. Be hey. kind of Leslie Day. But, you know, it was amazing. And then he did, and I don't know why. He said I was going 80 miles an hour. I don't really believe that, but I'm sure. But, um, and then he suggested I was weaving in and out and had my blinker on going the wrong way when I was going in the other thing. So I'm sure he thought I was high or something. But, um, he didn't say he didn't do anything. He just was very kind. He said, "Slow down." But it was such a strange. I mean, really, I promise you, whatever had happened, I I would have had that same zen like. It was compared to very for different. people who who have not are not regular listeners. Let's just say compared to a year ago or five years ago or yesterday, <laughs> perhaps earlier this morning. I mean, really, it was just that. I would have been very anxious. I would have thought about not having the money to pay the ticket. I would have felt like I had to try to manipulate him in some way. I would have been mastering my conversation in my head while he was running my plate to try to figure out, should I, you know, seem should desperate? I should I seem sad? Should I seem, should I seem, you know, really remorseful? Should I seem, you know, like, oh, you're, I'm one of you. I work at the jail. How should I play this, you know, to get what I want, right? I would be doing all of that. And I swear to God, I was thinking pretty lights, and, oh, it's starting to kind of drizzle. I wonder if it's going to rain today. I mean, and, and it's just, even as it was happening, it didn't seem odd. What seemed odd was when he was driving off, and then I, and I started my car again, and that's when it hit me. I was like, who was that? <laughs> what is that? Is that, what, is that how regular people think? Is that what people who are healthy do? Is that? So I thought, well, that is spiritual growth. So why is that spiritual? Why is that an indicator of spiritual growth, Leslie? Oh, there you go. Pitch out that softball. Well, because if I have spiritual foundation, then I'm not going to get caught up in those human experiences. And that's another thing that's interesting that I've started doing the last couple of weeks. It's funny how I tell clients to do things that I need to do, and then I think, oh, that was so smart of me. I'm going to do that. And uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about looking at this idea of having this human experience and actually kind of I do a lot of inner child work with myself for years and years and years, and it's the concept of having reparenting myself. Really good at that. If you want to learn about that, John Bradshaw has a great book, Homecoming. You should do that. But then the same concept, I came up with this idea of doing it with my human and kind of labeling my human as this third entity that that the spirit, God within, the core of me is training. And that this human, you know, has all these things. I love that insurance commercial that talks about humans and it has all these things that happen that ruin their car. And it's this idea that I'm sort of outside of my experience, the observer eye, the third eye. Mm-hmm. And so my spiritual growth is based on how I react to the things that happen being a human, like being pulled over by a police officer. So I've always known that my sort of spiritual thermometer, I can tell by how I react in traffic. If traffic is crunched up or something and I get really angry, then I'm very, you know, spiritually dry. So that's always been kind of a spiritual indicator. I think that's a huge spiritual indicator, how I handle 
human experiences, how my human does is is how well my spiritual program is working. I'm going to start talking about myself in third person all the time. I think that would be kind of fun. A human. There goes my human. You can do that. There she goes. Well, and actually, that that can that can be at times very healthy. Yeah. So that I don't get caught up thinking everything I think and everything I do is who I really am. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that can be very helpful. I, you know, I was thinking as I was listening to you about spiritual growth and I agree with what you said earlier that it we notice it by how we respond to whatever's going on in our day to day lives and we notice especially if we can compare how we handle similar situations over time. Right. And how and and I think that works both ways. Like I can think of things that I may have handled really well without a lot of trauma and feeling safe, even though I didn't like what was going on, you know, 30 years ago, and something similar happens now, and I am upset about it or fearful in response to it. And I think, well, have I, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, the yeah. trajectory of spiritual growth is not just a yes, yeah, always up, always up. It's really um, it's it's it changes depending yes. on what's going on. And then I have the opportunity to go. Wait, I know how to I know how to handle this. I know what I all I need to do is meditate. Or right. I know you know I know better. Why am I not doing better? Mm-hmm. What's going on in my life that's distracting me from what I know to be the truth of who I am or the truth of life or the truth of experience. If I truly believe I live in a friendly universe, why am I having this particular reaction? So in that sense, I, is that, in that sense, that what's striking me is that's not really spiritual growth. That is, I don't know. Awareness? Yeah, and uh, so I don't know. I'm my, I'm getting distracted in this moment thinking about. <laughs> well, if that I mean, in some ways, something has pulled me away. I've been distracted from what I know. Oh, you're talking about when you get into the state of uncertainty. That's mm-hmm. the, yeah, right. That would be the absence of yeah. And so, but does that mean I went in the opposite direction? Like I forgot. Well, I did forget. Yes, that I, I, I forgot think so. what I knew. I yeah, know. I think so. And we think of growth really as always expanding and always getting better. But I think spiritual growth has starts and stops. It's not just a straight trajectory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it has the the wave pattern of up and down or closer and further away. Um, Unless you're Eckhart Tolle, my favorite thing to be bitter about. But yes, right. For us normal humans... <laughs> It comes, it goes, it ebbs, so it flows. I'm not going to comment. So anyway, yes, for the rest of us, it ebbs, it flows. And I, you know, I've often said that I think, you know, in many ways I was sort of, um, or 
I don't know what the word is, blindly or, you know, more innocently spiritual 30 years ago than I am now. Strangely, the more that I've learned and the more that I kind of try to deepen that. It's kind of like they said, I remember years ago in Al-Anon, sponsor told me it's the last 10 yards of any race or the hardest 10 yards. And since I don't race, never have, have no interest in that, I wouldn't understand that. But her point was, you know, when you're closest to the end, it really gets the hardest. And um, so I really, you know, I'm on a mystic path. I really believe there is a possibility of living spiritually 100% of the time and keeping my human form. I hold on to that as a possibility. So um, so I reassure myself that it's getting harder <laughs> here as I get older because I'm very much close to that kind of crossing over to that Eckhart Tolle moment where... Uh, where I just have it. <laughs> I say it one more time, she'll have to say her feelings on that. But anyway, I, I, I often I kinda of console myself with that because I think thirty years ago I can look back and I and I was just on the ride and, and nothing really bothered me and that's been a period of my life that people thought I was high all the time. And so, you know, that is very different now. It's much more of a struggle. I have to work at it. And so, uh so you there's do have my, that belief. There's yeah. my idea that I am getting towards the end of my race because it's getting harder. But now, you know, this morning I think I'm I am finding great encouragement in this morning. Pretty lights, pretty lights. I mean, that was me 30 years ago. Pretty lights. That's interesting. I'm glad you were here to share this moment with me, Trace. So, um, yeah, that is interesting. That's yeah. the perfect word for that. <laughs> But kind of like in the South, when people say, bless her heart. <laughs> no, I hadn't really thought of it. I was being very sincere, but, you know, I'm sure now. Bless her heart. She doesn't know what she doesn't know. We pray for you, the short school bus children. Thank you, Tracy. The officers at the jail call me sick. <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. <clears throat> in the what context? Just that I'm silly. And just kind of, I don't take things, you know, I'm not normal. The way I respond to things. It's kind of, a, I always took it as endearing, but I don't know how they mean it exactly, but I take it as endearing. Because I don't get bothered by what they say. You know, they'll be like, you know, trying to box me into something, and I'll just kind of go on and do what I'm going to do and be happy. And so they call me thick, thinking, I think they think I'm, that you know, because I'm not very smart, but. They don't understand that I'm, you know, really, ultimately, the smartest one in the room. <laughs> Puppeteering so everyone, in my in mind. A mental, emotional reference versus a physical reference. Oh, wow, maybe, because I am kind of heavy, got a little booty belly. But no, I don't think they were, no, I don't think they were referencing to my body. Okay, so. <laughs> Could have been, though. Spiritual <laughs> growth. That is our theme today. And so, um, yeah, I just think about this question sometimes. Mm-hmm. If I was born into physical form, whole, perfect, and complete. The essence of you is, yes. Then is there any such thing, really, as spiritual growth? No. No. See, I love that you said that. No. There is just awakening or remembering or being. Thank you for leading me into the mystical path. No, there is not. 
And that's the really frustrating part. It's like, no, just wake up, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake. But we need sleep. <sighs> but ultimately we don't have to. We don't have to. We don't have we ultimately don't have to. Sleep ultimately. <laughs> yes, I understand traditional thinking would believe us from a spiritual our body point needs of view. Yes. But yes, I love that you say that, Tracy, because no, I don't think there's anything to grow. You know, I will often say there's nothing to do, there's nothing to learn, there's nothing to there's nothing to create. There's nothing to... And we spend so much time and so much energy. And I think that's a bit of the marketing slice of Christianity or spirituality, even science of mind. You know, it's a marketing kind of thing that we've got we to gotta do these things, we've got to practice these things, we've got to... So we can grow. So we can grow, so we can, so we can learn, so we can... All this. And I just think that, you know, it's a way that it's a mechanism to keep people connected and it's a mechanism to keep certain, you know, ideas afloat. But if the truth be known, there's really nothing to do or nothing to be or nothing to learn. I mean, nothing to do, nothing to learn, only just being. Remembering. That's really interesting because... Are you going to come down the mystical path with me? Because I think that I'm having a conversation with... Um, Reverend Dr. Petra Weldis earlier this week, and we're planning a, a, an upcoming program. And when, whenever either one of us are planning a program or a process, we both try to make sure that we design it so that we reach people who access information differently, right? Different learning styles, different communication styles, all of that. And so we were in this conversation about what is it that's going to reach all these people. And we found that because our styles are so different from one another, it was really, really a perfect example because she used the term discover and I used the term do. Like, what do we want people to discover? And was, you know, what do we want them to know? How do we increase their awareness? And my, my approach was all about what do we get them to do? Like, how, do we, how, are, we, how are we going to help them take this into their lives and take action? And we just had a, a great laugh because both of us do both but I do tend to let's let's put it into how are we going to apply it? How are we going to get people into action? And she is naturally very to use her word cerebral, and right. you know she's about if you know if if I can get it and understand it and think about it right, then that will drive my action. And I am much more about, okay, I want people to live it and breathe it, and then they're going to understand it more. Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't right? it? And I guess we all have a way that we normally, yeah, that's interesting. And so we both have the same goal. We sure. want people to use it in their lives, right. but what's the path to that? Right. And so in this idea of spiritual growth, I just kind of think of the same thing. Like, when, when, when have I had my greatest, sense of truly understanding, and it's because I'm living the principle, and I'm seeing them work mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. And I said that that affirmative prayer or did that spiritual mind treatment, and wow, look what's happening in mm -hmm. my life. But for some others, 
it could very well be, oh, now I really understand it. Now I really, I need to read and I need to study and I need to, quote, unquote, learn, you know, what five philosophers have said about this because then it makes sense and then I know I'll do it. And you know, and that, and and you you left out that third option of the being option. And you know, there there is no. You know, if we really taught everyone in that, then you know, there's no, you know, it just changes everything and how the human experience goes. If we all just understood that there's, go ahead. She's tried to open her mouth five times. Go ahead. Well, no, I was say? just going to say, and and the the goal and the test of growth is the beingness. So I think what is my individual path to get to the beingness, mm. you know, is the doing or the practicing or the applying principle in my life, and then all of a sudden I'm not working at it. I'm not really doing it. I'm just being Oh, I got it. you. So the idea, so you do get to it, because I think that the idea is that it, it, it doesn't take my favorite word, you know, doesn't it doesn't take work. It doesn't take work. Right. Right. It doesn't, I, I, well, you know, I believe that. We mm-hmm. I do what I love and what brings me joy, and it's and I so I plan my life around that, and I'm being the fullness of of spirit, and it's not work. So, um, are you a hunter? Thank God, no. <laughs> so, but you still, you know, you're still fumbling, falling your mind, right, 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 out of out of out of spiritual renowning him. So does he, but see, we don't agree about yeah. that. But, uh, <laughs> but I do like that idea to understand how, it, I think that's a good thing for all of us to, to figure out What's how do we path, path to growth or to the right. beingness right. I already am, which sounds a little weird. What's my path to the beingness I already am? Um and we know that the reality is, in our human form, we get separated from the wholeness that is who we actually are spiritually. And, you know, mine, I think, has always been the intellectual, you know, learning, 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 and then, but I would not ever experience, 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 you know, I would never really just let it filter down and just go, ah. And, you know, it reminds me of another way that uh, I think is really interesting. I don't know if it was an Al-Anon sponsor or somebody in some spiritual workshop. It said, really, ultimately, when I'm living the truth of who I am, I would never be hurt. I would never be upset. I would never be, wouldn't be, um, you know, if you said you were going to meet me for lunch and you didn't show up, and I wouldn't then spiral off into this, oh, well, what does that mean about me or what does that mean about Tracy or what does that mean about... It would just be kind of a flat kind of... She didn't show, she up, didn't show up. And now it, what do I choose? Right. I choose to stay here and have lunch alone. I choose to get up and leave and go to the bank, which is what I was going to do next. I get to go home and read a book. I, yeah, I get to choose, but, but I don't have to make it... Into this emotional into spiral, you know? And I think that's such an interesting... And, and when I get in emotional spirals, which I have a tendency to do, can you imagine that? You know, I am kind of, at this point, at least aware that, wow, <clears throat> I'm going in an emotional spiral. And, you know, 
that is like my human experiential. You know, I mean, that's like all human. When I get in that panic, when I get in that anxiety, when I get in that fear, that is pure, pure human. And, um, and you know, it is a it is a balance between, you know, I want to put myself in safe situations, of course, and I want to be conscious of, you know, being around loving and kind people, but I also just have to kind of watch my reaction. My re- If I'm getting overly interested or uh, caught up in this emotional state that I tend to do, that's a real indicator that I'm not in my spiritual self. So are we coming down to the idea that there's really no spiritual growth? I'm either there or I'm not. It's not a growing thing. It either is or it isn't. I'm not coming to that, are you? I, I, I suddenly think I might be. Oh, cool. That, <laughs> I'm not this attached when to I was your saying. interpretation of spiritual growth. <laughs> yes, yes, Tracy does a very good job of detaching her. So to see what I was saying this morning, pretty lights, pretty lights. Yeah, uh, that wasn't was that spiritual growth because it was different than what I would have done maybe you know yesterday, or was that me just being the truth of who I am? And then next week when I get pulled over again, possibly, you know, I go into panic and fear. Then that's me not being in the truth of who I am. Because otherwise, I think this is really interesting. Otherwise, I would so be Eckhart Tolle. I mean, if it was a trajectory where I could just grow. I mean, I don't have any two-legged children. I've spent a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of. I mean, you know, that's pretty much all I've done for thirty years. Is just chit and chat with God and watch it and be entertained by it and say, oh, my gosh, we are all so screwed up. And, uh, you know, so it seems like I would have grown and flowered. and Well, you said earlier that the growth trajectory is not a straight line. Right. And so I think it's a different model of, of growth and... And, you know, and maybe growth is not the right word, but in the context of spiritual growth, I think we it, it is not just straight in one direction, that it's either a wave pattern or... Um, now you or see it, now you don't. A, or there's a circle <laughs> that as you go around the circle, if you picture a circle and you think about it like with the, since one of our common symbols with the circle is a clock, and so if we think of, you know, the first quarter hour, the second, you know, divide the clock by 12, 3, 6, and 9, and that in every cycle of growth, there's a cycle that what the word is coming to, that's coming to mind for me is a cycle of blindness or hidden, mm, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being in that part of the cycle where it's hidden is what allows you to re—I don't want to say relearn because it's you already know it, but to um, encounter it again, but at a deeper level that reinforces mm. the what you know. So then, and then you are being it. So. So I think in those four quadrants, you have a mental aspect, an emotional aspect, a physical aspect, and then you live the spiritual aspect. You live the You should write that down, Tracy. You could make money off that. I like that. Yes. You're living in one of the four at all times. And on so, any on any given issue, so you yeah, could be in different, different percentages of each one for different issues, concerns, or activities that come up. 
and um, and yes, I am. Are you sure? I think because that's a really key, that could be a language kind of thing. You know, that could be a way I could kind of challenge myself. What am I? You know, am I mostly in my mental? Am I mostly reacting out of my physical? You know, my my instinct. I mostly, or am I mostly in my spirit? And uh, the other part that was coming to me initially before those four bodies, spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, was the idea that I would go from knowing or learning something And maybe I start with being hidden. I don't even know what I don't know. Yes, that's the famous thing, yes. I don't know what I right. don't and, know. Right, and so in some ways it's that conscious, unconscious learning piece that first I'm unconscious. Unconsciously unconscious. Right. I don't even know what I don't know. And then I move to consciously being incompetent. Oh, that was conscious, unconscious. It's conscious unconsciously incompetent. Oh, I don't like that word, incompetent. I don't know that I'm not doing it well or that there's another way. I just don't know. But I'm not getting the result that I could get. So, and then I become consciously incompetent. Oh, I realize (laughs) it's not working. I realize this isn't working, so I need to do something different. And then I move to consciously competent. I learn what I, I learn and do what I need to to do to get the outcome I want, but I'm really conscious of it. I'm choosing. I'm work. Intent. For Leslie, it would look like it would feel like it's <laughs> taking a lot of work. For some other people, it would just be I'm thinking of these Being steps disciplined. as I do it. Yes. Thinking of learning to drive. You know, yes. I look left. I look right. I look left again. I look in the rearview mirror, you know. Are there lights behind me? Is there a police officer following me? And then if I keep doing that, I move into, at some point, unconscious competence. Mystic. That I am, I just do it. I just drive 80 miles an hour, and I don't even realize I'm driving 80 miles an hour. I'd be mystic. And so something happens that, no, it's a really bad example. That's not true. That's not if I was if I was un, if I was unconsciously competent, I would not ever put no, myself that, in a situation. When you're unconsciously competent, you are on automatic until something happens that lets you know you are unconsciously incompetent. You're feeding and breaking no, the law. Really, see, that's not how I think of it at all. Because I think of the unconsciously competent that I would just be absolutely in the flow of traffic, and that I wouldn't be, you know, there wouldn't be any. No, the the act of driving, the oh. act of driving oh, oh, itself. Oh, 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 okay. But in terms of your little four little processes there, the unconsciously competent is the jet stream of life, right? You're in that kind of flow of instant manifestation, your thoughts become material pretty quickly. You're in the Zen, the Zen garden. Well, that only makes sense to you because you you think of the process as an A to Z process, and Z is the end of it, and I'm thinking of it as a circle cycle that we are always in. Oh, that's so upsetting. There is no end game that you are only <laughs> always in Z. You are Z, you are in Z. Oh, you are. How do you get up in the morning? <laughs> you keep thinking it's going to... 
keep cycling, I have to think it's going to just tip. <laughs> that I'll be able to just tip. Okay, how's that working for you? It's like <laughs> so to far, that's so good. Then it's perfect for but you. But it would really depress me if I didn't think there was hope. <clears throat> so you're saying that I'm in the flow, that I'm in con- unconsciously competent, living in the jet stream, and my jet stream example, because, you know, the water's all around it, but there's just part of the jet stream, you know, in the ocean that you just go zen-like, all green lights. And then... And then something external happens to kick me out of the jet stream, and that throws me back into the. In that well, example, you know, the dark. interestingly enough, I don't. I'm glad you said it that way because I don't think it has to be external. I think a lot of times it's something internal happens. I I um, think I don't need my drugs anymore. You know, I don't I think I don't need my meditation daily anymore. Mm. I think I don't need to read Science of Mind three sixty five every morning because, you know, my life is going really well and I'm I'm at mm. peace. So I stop practicing. I stop the doing mm-hmm. or I stop the 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 learning, the reading that is keeping it, it, which is part of the one of the key recipes in the ingredient of me right. living that spiritually grounded life. And I think, oh, okay, that's good. And then, you know, that's all internal. That's the story I'm telling myself. Mm-hmm. And then the police officer pulls me over, and I realize my reaction is fear and suspicion and manipulation and all of that. And so that. That didn't actually happen because the police officer pulled me over. It was an internal. Oh right. Okay. Me. Good point. Because uh, my example this morning. Right. La 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 la. I didn't have to be pulled into this muck. Right. By that it, it was neutral. Right. Whatever happens in our lives is neutral. Right. But how, what's the story I tell myself about it, right. or how do I respond or react to it? Right. And if I'm more reacting than responding, and if I'm reacting from the powerful emotions on the quote-unquote negative side, I don't think fear has got to be a negative emotion. But, you know, if I'm coming from that side where I've got to defend myself, protect myself in a situation that's not a physical threat. Right, where you're not literally, yes. Yeah, if somebody is pulling a gun on me, or, right. I mean, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if somebody cuts me off in traffic, mm-hmm. where is my reaction? If, am I reacting to it or am I responding to it? Am I noticing and going, oh, that guy just cut me off. He must really be in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Let him have the highway because, you know, I'm going to get where I'm going. Um, that's one reaction. The other reaction of, that guy just cut me off. That, whatever name I can't say, and then I speed up to chase him or to catch him so I can then go around him. Been there, done that. Not too long ago. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, what is that about? <laughs> and so, yeah, there's I can something. convince myself it's just a game. It's fun. I'm trying to help him. You know, uh, Yesterday, that's so funny that you should say that. Yesterday, I had a little experience on the road. I seem to have a lot of experiences on the You're road. You're on the road a I'm lot. On the road a lot. So I'm going down this uh, side street that has just two lanes either way, and um, this guy pulls out right in front of me. 
He's this big SUV, pulls out, you know, sweet little Ethel. That's the spirit name of my car. Little Ethel and I have to stop and let it, you know, I'm like, oh, we were a big SUV. You know, so I get really close. <laughs> and so there's, then there comes this part where the book becomes two lanes. So I can pull up next to him. Row, row, row. <laughs> so I pull up next to him. And I just feel the need to give a little honk. Just as a, this is like an indicator of. That's a true story. It's a true freaking story. And so I honk because I'm going by like, okay, you might be a big SUV, but we have feelings. <laughs> we, we, we count. We matter. Son of a gun. And so then I drive speed off, right? So then what happens? Of course, a red light. Who's next to me? Of course. <laughs> he rolls down his window, his passenger side window. And I'm just not, you know, and I have all my windows down because it's a pretty day on my son. I love that. And so, you know, I'm thinking, how do I roll my window up? How do I just, he's going to have a gun. He's going to start shooting. I'm going to oh. die. And so I'm not making eye contact because I'm just freaking out, right? It's like, oh, my God, this is horrible. And so I hear this voice. It's a guy, it's a male voice. And he goes, just FYI. If you had taken the time to notice, I actually didn't realize I had cut you off, and I waved to try to let you know that I wasn't trying to cut you off. <laughs> like, I wish I was dead. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And so we had a bit, you know. But anyway, I thought that was a really funny story because I did have a little bit of an aggressive moment. And look, God showed me that there was, he was, you know, he didn't and mean that. Yeah, I know these black out windows. I couldn't see the wave. If I had seen the wave, I would have been fine. But, yes, I didn't see the wave. Big SUV, dark windows. So, anyway, I don't know what that's about, but I thought well, it applied actually, to something. It a, applies to how you responded this morning. That I saw pretty lights? Yeah. <laughs> a whole different kind of thing? Yeah. Pretty lights. Yes, because yeah. yeah. you have such a strong reaction in the opposite direction yesterday <laughs> and he rolled down his window and told you oh, yeah, the story and made you yeah. go oh, oh yeah that's how that I know better oh. what is going on with me that is so that true yeah how react that and then he's trying to I love that I love that even if it was a made up story no every bit of it is true and that's what that's why I'm so funny, because really, everything these things happen to me, people think there's no way, and no, it really happens. Yeah. Every bit of that happened. So have we gone down to the spiritual growth? There is no such thing. It's either black or white, but then that got you to your whole four things, your cycle. Yeah. We, I mean, I, I again, think that if that works for you, <laughs> I'm happy to allow you to approach it that way. That doesn't work for me because I don't think there is a start and finish like that. And, you know, and that goes back to the original thing that apparently I didn't close very well in the Connect the Dots. But um, the idea that uh, we all have our own way about it and that spiritual growth, I, can, I will land on this as a, as a true truth for me, that spiritual growth is, is about finding my own way. And I liked your, your example about um, Dr. Petra and you having that conversation, and that's really true. And so many times we just think it's my way. We think every, and It's not even from an egocentric. It's just from an unknowing 
Um, I did a class yesterday with the women in the jail where we talked about that famous book, The Five Languages of Love. Mm-hmm. And that's such an amazing example of how, um, you know, literally, you know, a husband and wife will come to couples counseling and the wife will say, well, we've been married five years and he just doesn't ever love me. He doesn't do anything, you know, to, he doesn't love me. He just, I, 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 he just doesn't love me. And the husband will say, but honey, I take the trash out every Tuesday and I open the car door for you and I brought you flowers last week and I, you know, d- paid your taxes off and I, you know... And she's like, well, but you never say you love me. You never kiss me. You never, you know, come up to me and pat me on my little head or back or butt when, you know, come home from work. And so he's expressing love as he does through service or through gifts, and she's wanting it through touch or through words. And so there's such a miscommunication yeah. that, they're, that, they're, that they're not getting it. And, it's, and so they're not stopping to say, here's how I need love. Here's how I best receive love, and here's how I give love. Is that does that work for you? They're not they're not ever questioning what they're doing. They're just going on an automatic pilot and doing it, and they're just really creating difficulty for themselves by not stopping and questioning and saying, you know, here's how I give love. Does this work for you? And and does it work for me to do this? And to to question what I automatically do in a, in a in a relationship is is usually easier and sometimes you end up in a therapist office and you get to do it if it's not easy but we rarely ever stop and question our spirituality and I find in the jail again most of the women have a very strong Christian belief and it's and it's upsetting to some when I speak in terms that don't align with that and in, in our pod, one of the things that we talk about is we're not a faith-based pod, and that's one of the critical foundational things that our founder did. We're based on the 12 steps of alcoholics Anonymous. So you, everybody gets to choose their own higher power. But every now and again, the Christians will, you know, sort of try to prophesize and try to get some of the women to, you know, come to their side of the fence. And some of these women have had very difficult relationships with the Christian community and with God, traditional God. So I will tell stories about how, you know, well, I don't believe in hell. Or, you know, I went through a period of time where I called God euphoria. And, you know, and the the deeper the, I'm not going to, there's people that will have a reaction of not being able to hear that I don't believe in hell. The idea that I don't believe in hell is very upsetting to them. And what that tells me is that they've never questioned, that it's not really an authentic belief for them. It's a belief that that they have learned and they're scared to question whether it's real or not. Because I don't have any problem. If you, don't, if you believe in hell, that's okay with me. I, I'm not, that doesn't scare me, you know. It makes me sad for you. But it doesn't scare me. It doesn't threaten me. So I think people that have really question whatever belief they had growing up or question whatever they're told in their own church or and then they they might come back and they might align completely with what they're being taught in their church or they might align with 50 percent of it or 30 or 90 percent but they question it then it becomes their own exactly and then there's just no bothersome with it it doesn't bother you know you can believe what i believe you can believe what you don't you don't get defensive about it it's like oh it's this is mine this is precious i love this this is it's okay with me but you know and what that triggered for me was the reminder that even with our topic today, our theme for today, <coughs> spiritual growth, that 
I can assess my own, but I cannot really assess anyone else's. I mean, it, you know, in Except gen- for me, I'm special. I know things that other people don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, in general, right. I can watch your behavior and, you know, I can observe your anyone's behavior. And I can, in in my mind, on my measure, I can say, oh, I've known them for five years, and they appear to have grown because now they're doing this, this, and this, or they're talking about, you know, spiritual things in a way that seems to be more mature. But I don't really know. Right. Is it live or is it Memorex? Well, is it live or is it Memorex? Or even five years ago, did they already know this, but now they're just um, demonstrating it more consistently? Right. Um, so, yeah, are they pretending to to behave this way because they know that that looks more appropriate. mature, right. but right, it's appropriate in this environment right. with this community? You're singing my song. Or is it really who they are, or is it who they were five years ago, but for whatever reason it wasn't showing up in an external way that I could mm. notice mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. So... I can only be responsible for and attend to my own spiritual growth. And that's a really interesting <laughs> statement for me to make because as a spiritual as a teacher coach, and, like, and as practitioner. someone who teaches classes, it's funny. Um, I have a line that I ha- find myself saying a lot uh, and now it has a different, deeper meaning for me. The phrase is, um, if I say it to someone else, I didn't give you permission to coach me. Or What? You know, what, do you, I, what do you mean? That, like somebody will give me advice. Oh, that's so cute. And you'll say that to them? You bold and brazen woman. You'll say, I didn't give you permission to coach me? Or I'll ask oh. it as a question. I cry. When did she I said give that. you permission to be my coach I cry. She said or mentor? Me. I cry. Um, I don't ever say it nasty. <laughs> that's just well, a, only one. That's a, it, that's a nasty thing. No, it's not. It's a, I didn't it's ask a, for your advice. I didn't ask just, for your opinion. You and it. I definitely so didn't slam. Didn't so, but sometimes <laughs> I'll ask it. You know, I'll ask it of others when they're talking about mm. someone else. Like, has that person given you permission to, to gossip about them, to be their coach or to be their guy? <laughs> because it's it if you say it all, me. but a lot, of, but a lot of people do give me that permission, right? Uh. Because they pay me for a <laughs> practitioner session or they sign up for a class, right? And so it's interesting <laughs> that. I can only really be responsible for my own spiritual growth. True. But even with folks in the, in the class, I have to be careful that I can coach them, I can suggest things to them, I can give them things to read, I can share my own experience. But doing that doesn't give me a right to have a judgment. Oh, what fun is that experience? 
surrounded. I mean, just, it's like really interesting, <laughs> you know, folks. And I'm thinking about it as yeah. now with pictures of people going through human. my mind. That's the human of um, people that you're like judging. Been in a, no, who've been in a <laughs> class, and then I see them, or when they see me, or they say something like we're at a Wednesday night class. They'll, they'll ask a question, and then they'll come up to me afterwards. I know you taught that in class, but I just had that question. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, of course you have that question. I, it's a good question. And and I don't They're have... They're trying to take care of you? They don't well, want you to they, think like they weren't listening in class? Right, or that I think they have regressed, right, or they're oh. not as spiritually mature as they should be because they took my oh, class. they're not as spiritually mature as you are, right. And, um, and only one time, there has been one time that comes to mind where I actually, you know, did feel like, you knew this when you were I in told my you class. This. I taught you this. You, you, right, you answered the questions yes. right when you were in my class uh-huh. three months ago. Uh-huh. How could you be asking uh-huh. You know, that question now, three months later, you knew this stuff three months ago. And uh, you made me look bad. (laughs) Well, and that was part of it. People will know you took my class. You should know the answer to that. But that was the human. Oh, yeah. And that's the, I mean, that will stay in my memory, hopefully, so that I don't go there. Because most of the time, I'm just thinking, okay. You're wherever you are on your spiritual growth. Right. Not you, Leslie, but thank like you, whoever I'm talking to. You too. You're so, wherever you thank are. Thank you, yes. But, you know, whoever I'm talking to, they're wherever they are. Anyone who's listening to the show, you know, you're wherever you are and on accepting your that spiritual path. To, yeah. mm-hmm. Learning what you need to learn to remember or to reawaken to the truth of of life, not just the truth of who you are, but the truth of life with a capital L, the truth of God. You know, a little trick that I do that I think is kind of fun is I'll go to bookstores and kind of just look at the books and then just see one that calls out to me. And I think that's, you know, reading and things like that. But, it, you know, I... I get propelled into the next thing I'm supposed to learn by sort of being open to things around me that will take me there. The next little reminder. The next little reminder. Pretty lights. <laughs> Pretty lights. <laughs> well, that's about all the time we have to talk about spiritual growth today on Say Yes to Spirit. So, so happy that you joined us. Um, during the week when you need a little spiritual insight, Go to the website and look through the archives and find a a topic or a theme that speaks to you. But until we come together again, we want to encourage you to say yes to spirit.
But my heart's been hurt a couple times by a couple guys that didn't treat me right. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. Alexa, play meant to be. Okay. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.